And welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. And once again, spiritual believers and listeners, this is still going to be a great 2020. This is going to be a great year, and we are going to see manifestations of God's goodness and power this year. This is the Jewish calendar of 5,780. So this is a very, very important year. And it is going to produce some outstanding men and women. Men and women of God are going to come out of obscurity during this year, I believe. And we are going to see a manifestation of the glory of God that has never been seen before. We've heard the stories of the history of that first church, century church, and how the Christian believers wanted for nothing, that they walked in signs and wonders after the baptism of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. Pentecost is coming again. It should be here in, I think, two more weeks. Um, It's 50 days after Passover. So Passover was April the 8th. So 50 days from April the 8th will be Pentecost. And I believe that we are going to see some supernatural manifestations on Pentecost. This was the day where the Holy Spirit entered back into on the scene on planet Earth. People don't realize it, but in the beginning with Adam and Eve, when they were in alignment, they were the representatives of God. They were the image of God. And take note that Adam and Satan did not come on the scene until Eve came because it was Adam and the female Adam, which was later called Eve, prior to the fall, though, they were both called Adam because Adam means mankind. And basically, the male and the female Adam together represents the image of God. And so once the image of God entered the earth, Satan then came on the scene. And why did Satan come? Because Satan wanted the authority. I was listening to one of the teachers uh, who has now passed away, John Paul Jackson. And I always wanted to have a deeper understanding of authority and power. Authority and power. And authority trumps power. I remember over 30 years ago on Highway 45 in Houston, Texas, when I saw a church on every corner of Houston and no power of God to be seen hardly anywhere. Everybody in the church looked just like everybody in the world. Everybody in the church had divorces. Everybody in the church had children, prodigal sons and prodigal daughters. Everybody in the church had financial problems. Everybody in the church was fornicating. Everybody in the church was doing everything that the world was doing. So how was the church being distinguished? And I said, God, where's your power? And this is where he took me on my journey. And now, I'm taken to 
I've given a, I've been given a deeper revelation about authority and authority is, um, I, I guess a kind of proximity centric, which means basically the closer you, your relationship with God, the more authority you have and authority trumps power. Well, why do you say that, Dr. Davis? Because God, Christ Jesus, when he came on the earth, he divested himself of his authority and power as the second person of the Trinity, as the word of God, that power. And he operated under the authority and power of the father until he died on the cross and rose again. Then he was given all authority all power in heaven and in earth. But prior to that, Jesus played by the rules and did not use his power, but he did walk in the power and the authority of the Father. Lucifer, a.k.a. Satan, a.k.a. Devil, a.k.a. Diablo, a.k.a. Satan, right? Devil. He had power when he, because power is like any other gift of God. It is given without repentance. So when he was cast out of heaven, he retained power, but he had no authority. And God had given his authority to the atoms to have dominion, to um, basically replenish and to um, restrain the earth. God had commissioned the atoms to replicate, to multiply and to take the Garden of Eden and make the entire planet like the Garden of Eden. That was their Mandate. That's what they have been commissioned to do through the authority and power. Now, the angels have authority and power, but their authority is conditional. That's why Satan, a.k.a. Lucifer, a.k.a. Satan, a.k.a. the devil, lost his authority once he lost his proximity, his closeness to God. The angel's authority was conditional. But what's interesting thing about human beings, mankind, man and woman representing the the image of God itself, the marriage between a man and a woman and God, the father, right? And the son and the Lord God, Holy Spirit. That was actually an image of the relationship between the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. And so Adams were commissioned to have authority on the earth. And what was interesting about mankind's authority, it was unconditional, meaning that if they disobeyed, they still had the authority. But unfortunately, that's what Satan wanted. And of course, he came through the woman, which interesting enough, Adam was actually there in the garden with Eve when Adam permitted Satan, the enemy, to talk to his woman. (laughs) Interesting little situation right there. But the long and short of it is, Eve 
disobeyed God. She was deceived. Some people say she was under, she was, had a spell cast on her. She was under witchcraft, whatever you want to say it. She succumbed and disobeyed God. But in the case of Adam, the male Adam, he was in rebellion. Adam was not deceived. Adam openly ate in rebellion the forbidden fruit. And just as God said, just as God said, you will surely die. They immediately died, meaning their spirits were cut off from the life force of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Lord, God Holy Spirit. And the authority that they had over the earth, remember, the atoms were not supposed to even break a sweat. They were to speak and it was voice activated. Whatever they called the animals, that's what they became. The animals were not supposed to toil at all. They were supposed to operate just like God the Father, just like God the Son, and just like the God the Holy Spirit. They were to speak the words were not primarily for communication. The word was for creation. So that's why the words that you speak even to this day over your life are, are, are is going to create your world. So you have to be very careful about the words you speak over yourself, the words you speak over your children, and especially when you're upset with them. And I, I have to say, I'm not perfect on this. I have messed up and had to repent and ask God to take away the words I spoke over my children because as a parent, unfortunately you get angry and upset because you tell your kids over and over again to do certain things and they just don't do it. And so basically you get frustrated and you say what you see instead of saying what you want to see. Meaning instead of saying you're lazy, you're not doing, you're not cleaning your room. You need to say you are a mighty man of God, a mighty man of God. And I know that you're going to be obedient and clean your room and be a mighty man of valor. That's what you should be saying. You should be speaking what you want your children to become instead of speaking what the situation they're in now. So your words are very, very, very critical. So authority. Let's get back to the thing about authority and what? Power. So they died. Their spirit died immediately. It took about almost a little under a thousand years for them to die physically. Right. And because the life force of God was that strong. So Satan, of course, had authority now. And it was, as you can see, you can see the results of Satan having authority on the earth. Right. <laughs> the coronavirus, earthquakes, tsunamis, sickness and disease, lack and poverty, evil. Every evil work on this earth is from the curse. It's from the fall of the atoms. Basically, what? 
disobeying God. And what happened? Immediately was separation and division. Separation from God the Father. Separation from God the Son. Separation from the Lord God, Holy Spirit. Then, then there was separation between the Adams. Female Adam and male Adam. Male Adam accused, accused even God. He wouldn't take accountability. He blamed Eve and God for the screw up. And in the end, he named Eve, gave her another name, separated himself from her. Said, you are good for bearing kids. You have you're under me now. And so all of this came. This was not the way the union of man and woman was supposed to be. They were supposed to be one. They were supposed to be in one accord. There was no inequality between the two. Yes, they had different roles, different functions, but they were they were not uh, un, they were not considered not equal, right? And God had a whole different plan. But when the fall came, division between the man and the woman. Then division because Satan, God had prophesied over Satan and said that the seed was coming from the woman. And that 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 seed was going to crush his head, but yet he would bruise his heel, but but his seed was going to crush his head. So Satan was always on the lookout for the male child in particular. Right. And so and so what do we have now? Well, Satan basically caused the sibling rivalry. That we still have to this very day between brothers and sisters. Right? And then to the point of the first murder was committed by a brother against a brother. So, yes, we see what happens when Satan gets authority. And it's not good. And Satan hates mankind with a passion and wants to destroy us. So, Authority trumps Authority trumps power Now power is nothing to be Trifled with Deutimus, Exusius uh, Ignatius All of these are different types of Greek words For power Right And power is something that you Need But authority trumps Power And I remember as I meditated on God's word and I was focusing on the scene where Jesus was in the boat and the storm came and he was so exhausted. He fell straight to sleep um, after preaching for 72 hours straight. And so he was asleep in the boat and resting and of course Satan did not was trying to stop them from their destination and in their fear the disciples at that time they weren't apostles cried out to Jesus don't you care that we're going to die obviously they were trying to get some strife going some fear going in Jesus which you knew wasn't going to happen right so Jesus rubs the sleep from his eyes stands up and says says and guess what I found out from Pastor Robert Morris the word that was used by Jesus Christ to tell the storm 
to cease was muzzle you. He, the word was muzzle. In the Greek, it was muzzle. He says, muzzle it, wind. Muzzle it, Satan, who was causing the wind and the storm. And immediately, peace, right? That was authority. That's why Jesus didn't even have to say a word. The demons, the spiritual realm, recognized his authority. So, I want to emulate. I want to walk like my Lord and Savior. And I was moving from one apartment to another apartment, and it started to rain. And I spoke to the rain and commanded it to stop. I had the authority and the power because I have a relationship with the Father. I'm a worshiper and I worship God in spirit and in truth. So because of my proximity to Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus is in me. I recognize that the that Christ Jesus is in me and the Holy Spirit is in me and that Christ Jesus and the Father are one. So I acknowledge this and I try to walk in this through the grace of God, not through me, but through his precious blood. That's what makes me righteous. Not my not my life, not me, Edith. Gail Davis no it is the Christ Jesus that's in me so the rain stopped and I did it a few other times and one time I did it in Atlanta when I was trying to go to Papado's and I was kind of like you know is that really important that I get into Papado's not being soaking wet I said yes and I commanded the rain to stop and it literally stopped until I got in the restaurant then it started up again because plants need the rain so I have walked in authority. I have commanded cancer to die, to leave people's body because of the authority of Christ Jesus that is in me. So authority and power, that's been a very interesting thing that I've been meditating on and thinking about um, these past few weeks. And also, I've been reflecting on, of course, the coronavirus and, and how it's playing out and the role of the church. Our church has um, started back at All, All Nations Church. Um, we have started back services. Of course, we are operating with wisdom and we have social distancing. We don't do the hugging that we used to do and all of those things. We 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 pronounce the word of ourselves, but we have not forsaken the assembling of one another. And this is a prime time where people are open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that I was listening to today, um, uh, A.R. Bernard and another minister of Hillsong's um, um, church in um, New York City, Hit their pastor. They were they were talking about this is the optimum time for us as believers. People are wide open. They're looking for peace. They're looking for comfort. They're looking for a savior. And Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus, the Word of God, 
the, the savior of this world. He died for every man, woman, and child that has been born on this earth, that's been born in the past, that's born right now, and will be born in the future. Christ Jesus gave his blood, gave his body and his blood so that we, we could be saved. And he loves us. God the Father loves us. And he loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son into this accursed earth so that we could be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus through faith and by his grace. So as I reflected on that and said, How can you let your light shine? Of course, with this thing of the social distancing, um, you have to uh, Zoom or I just did FaceTime with the twins. I have two beautiful young ladies that I've been mentoring, um, um, Cameron and Camille, right? And they are my babies and um, they have been going to church with me on Sundays. And so I truly miss them. Their mother is a wonderful doctor in Orlando and she works for the veterans. And so I miss my babies. And so they FaceTime me today. And so we were talking and everything, and I was um, sharing with them um, the things that they should be doing to prepare for the fall and how they should get their textbooks in advance and get, if they can get an old syllabus and start reading now and taking notes now and get for the real tough because Camille is um, wants to be a doctor and uh, Cameron's taking some tough courses too and I was basically saying you want to get your books in advance you want to um, st- start reading, t- start taking notes and get a two the first day of class for those tough classes I explained to them how I ace calculus one how I ace calculus two how I ace calculus three and basically I had a great teacher Mr. Globish yes I had a great teacher and I worked hard I did I took calculus by itself over the summers So what I did was I took the calculus and then all I did was work calculus problems in the morning, in in the afternoon, and in the evenings. I worked calculus. I ate calculus. I I was calculus. And that's how I got A's. And so I explained to them that's what they should do. But when I reflect back on my life, you know, once again, getting back to authority and power, the authority of God, the favor of God was raining on me, put me in Mr. Globish class. He, of course, when you're one of the top professors, your class gets closed out quick. And that was the case for Mr. Globish. And I was so grateful for him and for him being such a great teacher. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I want to be a great teacher one day when I grow up. But anyway, so let's get back to authority and power and why it is so important and the proximity. Authority comes from your proximity to what? The father. Okay, so let's do this scenario or let's do this. There was a case when Moses died and Satan wanted Moses's body. 
and it was um, Archangel Michael and I believe um, Archangel Gabriel was always also there although Gabriel has never been given that title I'm thinking the word but we think of him as an Archangel because they have very close proximity to God and Lucifer was aka Satan aka devil was also an Archangel of worship and he was over several sanctuaries exactly what those sanctuaries were I don't know but anyway in the case of Lucifer he had my archangel Michael and archangel um, Lucifer aka Satan had equal power but what Michael did was he used the authority of the Lord's name and guess what Satan had to back up and release the body of Moses that's a perfect example of how authority trumps power but how do you get authority how do you, we all are given a measure of authority and power once we're born again when we accept Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we we believe and we receive his blood for the forgiveness of our sins we are given authority and some authority and power so how do you grow in authority how do you grow in power well this see like i said it's the zone of a proximal you know well that's a that's a educational term but the proximity to um to the father is what you want you want to be as close to the father's father the closer you are to the father the more like the father you become the more like the father you become the, the more the god can trust you with his authority and with his power one of the interesting things was the broadcast that i did last Friday, where I talked about Herod, King Herod versus King Jesus, and how they were the antithesis of one another. King Herod was all about himself. He was very selfish. He was very murderous. He was the son of his father, Lucifer, Satan, the devil. He was killed his second wife, he killed his, his um, sons killed his second wife's mother and father and killed the second wife's brother he was treacherous and was known to murder and on his death when he died he gave instructions to have prominent citizens killed the day of his funeral so that there would be wailing and weeping and people they would think people was wailing and weeping for him King Herod, he was something else. And here we have the king of the universe, the king of the cosmos, Christ Jesus, born in an area with animals and basically of uh, poor parents, you know, nothing extraordinary, um, wasn't born in a palace. And his whole life was to learn about being human and how it felt to be human. And he actually got was got hungry and he was tired and he felt betrayal and he probably felt love. Right. But restrained himself from being married. Right. Um, so Jesus, he actually suffered 
a death that no one else could ever take, I don't think. And he's, he actually looked into the abyss of darkness for us, the light of the world. Yes, King Jesus, King Jesus, the, the antithesis of King Herod. It was for King Herod, it was all about him, all of self-centered, all about him. And King Jesus, it was all about us. He was a servant king. He even washed the feet of Judas, the man he knew would betray him. And when Judas kissed him, he still called Judas a friend. At the cross, he told John in his agony and pain as he suffered for us on the cross, he told John to take care of his mother, Mary. And he stayed on that cross. He did not command the angels to release him. He stayed on that cross and bled out for us. He focused on the joy of your salvation and my salvation and the salvation of every man, woman, and child that would accept the free gift of his blood. And then, not only that, we get the bonus of his body and his body when we do the act of Holy Communion in remembrance of Christ Jesus. We take the bread and represents his body and that is where he took our sickness, he took our diseases, he took our lack, he took our poverty, he took our shame, he took our depression, he took our rejection, he took Oh man, every iniquity, every sin, every accursed thing on this earth. He had the crown of thorns taking the curse of the thorns in from us. He took it all in his body with every stripe that they whipped him to the point where he didn't even look like a human being anymore. There was no skin on his back at all. He was a bloody pulp. That's what Jesus went through for you and for me. And Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus did that so that we could walk in the abundant life on this accursed earth. We as Christians are supposed to be shining lights for the for God the Father. We are supposed to be salt to preserve the earth from total destruction. Right? And so this is what Jesus went through for you and me so that we so that we could have life eternal with him and the Father and the Lord God Holy Spirit. Jesus also came to to show us the real father, not the father that the enemy was trying to perpetrate, the God, the father of love, God who loved us so much and still loves us and has nothing to do with us having the coronavirus. Yes, yes, he will get good out of this evil. 
for his people. Those who love God and are called to his purpose, he will work it all for our good, including this. But this is from the evil darkness of Satan, of the devil, a.k.a. used to be Lucifer, right? This is his handiwork. But the goodness of God will not be denied. Once again, we need to walk in authority and power. Authority is you get authority by getting closer to God the Father, closer to the Lord Christ Jesus, closer to the Lord God Holy Spirit. And you get there by reading the Word, meditating on the Word, having quiet time, special time with the Father. Having quiet time and special time with the Son. Having quiet time, special time with the Lord God Holy Spirit. You do not forsake the assembling with one another for iron sharpens iron. Spiritual believers, I don't want to end this broadcast broadcast without saying, if you confess with your heart that Christ Jesus died, was buried, and rose again, and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you will be, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone 94.1 FM Wave 94. Present